three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, public style reviews where you dish out the freshest taste on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. What up, guys? Alan here, and today we're taking a look at a rapper who is fucking popping off right now named Baby mm-hmm. King. If you don't know anything about Baby Keem, where have you been? He is, well, Hakeem Jamal Carter, originally from Los Angeles, California, and is actually the cousin of Kendrick Lamar. But don't let that fool you. Baby Keem actually has a lot of production, a lot of rap talent, and a pretty solid up-and-coming young catalog that, apart from just being Kendrick's cousin, is just really, really on fire right now. Mm. His biggest hit that really really took off was this track called orange soda and then following that that was 2018 and following that 2019 he made a mixtape called die for my bitch Mm -hmm. which peaked up actually got on the billboard hot 100 at 98. coming into this record here today the melodic blue we've seen baby keen get a track actually off kanye's donda record which obviously is going to be a huge huge momentum builder, but also getting singles with Travis Scott and making multiple songs with his cousin Kendrick Lamar. So the perfect time to drop an album was this week for Baby Keem, and he came through with it. And we're talking about that right now, the melodic blue. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, so before this, I I mean, I heard obviously the single account with Kendrick and Kanye, but I heard about Baby Keem maybe a year ago, maybe a little more. Um, I first heard on Soda, which I thought was okay, actually. It wasn't my biggest favorite. But I heard a song, Mosh Pit, which turned me into a fan. Loved it. Um, and he was just hype little dude. And it wasn't until way later that I found out he was Kendrick's cousin. Because, like, I mean, him and Kim and Kendrick didn't seem that similar, except from kind of how they use their vocals sometimes. But other than that, very, very different types of artists. And so, um, yeah, I didn't listen to Die For My Bitch. I never did listen to that project. Um but so this is my first Baby King project listening to. And that's six, what, 16 tracks. Um, I could honestly say I think this is a good album. I don't think it's great by any means. I do think Baby King definitely has shortcomings he needs to work on. But overall, though, this is full of bangers. <laughs> this is full. Like, like one thing I realized throughout this album is that Baby Keem is great at making bangers. But he's not good at making non-bangers. The songs on this album that aren't bangers aren't really good. Like, he's just not that good at just generally making a song. But if he's trying to get you hyped as fuck, bro, he, bro, this is this is what this nigga was meant to do. This is what God sent this nigga to do, bro. Like, the first track, trademark on that, like, he comes in so hard. And so, uh, yeah, I think Baby Keem... I think he's great with hooks and I think he's great at making like little bangers. But outside of that, he definitely has room to grow. But yeah, Milo. Yeah, this is Milo live and in stereo. And this album is about an hour long. The songs are pretty quick. I'd say the songs were about an average, like two and a half minutes or something or three minutes. But somebody could fact check me on that if you care that much. As far as what the album is like, what you can expect, I would personally say don't expect much. Like, don't let the fact that he's the cousin of Kendrick Lamar fool you. Don't let the fact that he's associated with TDE fool you. This is not 
an album worth listening to. Well, I don't know. The production was lackluster to me. There's a term I haven't gotten to use in a long time on this podcast, which is Fardo 8s. A lot of this, the kick drums just sounded like somebody letting one rip into the mic and then they just, you know, edited the sound and tried to use it as a percussive element. It just didn't sound good. The keys sounded basic, like someone just playing basic melodies on a MIDI keyboard and not even bothering to like play with the velocities or anything to give it a like a real texture to it. The production just sounded like it was just uh, like someone spinning the little handle on a music box. The hooks were not that great. They really weren't. His rapping is awful. He raps like the Lorax. It sounds like Dr. Seuss trying to like hop on a trap beat. Honestly, I don't know why. I, Kendrick would probably like bring that. I don't know. I really don't know what happened. Like the family influence is clearly, clearly not strong. So, Alan. <laughs> wow. I'm definitely going to be a little, like, probably a lot more generous, but I think a lot of your criticisms hold, like, hold true for me. Like, there are certain songs on this, like, Lost Souls, that I really feel like, oh, you, you yeah. really, like, know a few chords on the piano and you don't sing that well. And the drums are really basic. And, and yeah, so that doesn't make for great songs. One, uh, one quick little edit there. He's not associated with Top Dog Entertainment, actually. This is the first album, just as a fun aside, off of Kendrick Lamar's PG Lang label, which, which I assume... He's loosely... He's not signed to TDE, but he's loosely associated. His, apparently, his big break was production credits on Black Panther and J-Rock's album. Oh, damn. So, okay. so he's loosely associated, but not a member of. So like, like his rapping album, you can't put under a TDE banner by any means. But he's like... Kind of the way fucking uh, what's that nigga? Uh, we always talk about well, him Freddie all the time. Gibbs he's on, like a Freddie Gibbs yeah. with Griselda. Yeah, like he's not a Griselda member. He's just fucks with those niggas. Heavy. Right. Okay. So that's kind of what Baby Keem is. Well, one thing I wish that Baby Keem did then is if he got J Rock and he got some TDE members on this album, I think mm. would have been pretty sick. Because Milo, like you said, I agree that a lot of the stuff here is really kind of rough. And like, especially the beats can feel kind of basic at times. I will say, I think he's a better producer than a singer because if there's one direction that I don't think Baby Keem needs to go, it's he's not a good R and B singer, and he doesn't make good yeah. like no his vocals are awful, yeah. and he yeah. doesn't make good <laughs> love songs. But I think he, one aspect that I haven't heard you guys bring up yet about him is he's funny as hell. I think. I think this dude is hilarious. And he even gets like Kendrick Lamar's sense of humor out saying just weird shit on the track. What these niggas are? (laughs) So I think that's really good. I do like the bangers a lot, Mark. Like you said, like do rag activity, like family family ties we already talked about. That gets me more hyped the more I listen to it. I like I like the song Pink Panties, but but there's but man once we get to like south africa lost souls it gets it gets kind of rough so i'd say a good yeah. first effort in terms of the full album but baby keem definitely left some room to improve but yeah I for- go ahead you reminded me i forgot their the features on this album so travis scott is on this album obviously kendrick lamar is on this album but down bad man 
is on this album. Who? Down, down bad. bad. I don't know. So down bad man is like he's a TikToker, but he makes TikToks. Like he'll see like a juicy like fig, and we all know what a fig kind of looks like. And he'll be like, "Get me that fig." They're like, "But sir, we're in the store." And he featured that. He featured that on this album. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I did I hear a like, voice I thought was Kendrick. But I'm like, is that Kendrick? I was no, it's down like bad that. man. Gotcha, gotcha. The funny gotcha, thing gotcha. about Keem okay. and Kendrick's voice is that they're both so nasally sounding that it's just like it. Sometimes I can't even contain. Just like this sounds really funny to me. You know what I mean? I told yeah, you who about- did the top of the morning? Top of the morning was that that's Kendrick? Kendrick. That's Kendrick. <laughs> okay, bro, that's, I'm not gonna lie. When I first heard that shit, I was like, Kendrick, what the fuck are you doing, dog? Like, you're not even saying top of the morning on rhythm. It's top of the morning, top of the morning, top. But I was like, bro, this is wild. And then for the next minute, maybe Kim does a rap on beat. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. Like, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, are you guys just fucking around the studio? Like, this is crazy. Like, this isn't even like, what would cut this part out of the song, dog? Like, but I would say it is meme worthy, which it does, it promotes the album. So I get it in terms of promotion. It just not a good part of the, the song. Top of the but... morning dance on TikTok was huge. <laughs> huge. That's what I'm saying. Like in terms of promotion, I think it was a smart move. It was just so fucking weird, dude. Um, well, you guys want to start with uh, but, with Range Brothers, yeah. actually? Cool with that. Okay. Range Brothers. So Range Brothers was probably the second the second track that I heard off this album, like following Family Ties. And I don't think the song is like as good as family ties but i think it's even funnier when <laughs> when baby keem comes in and he's like like i need a girlfriend i need a girlfriend two hoes and i think i did too much i got two phones and i don't know who to trust like this is mm-hmm. this is baby keem doing what he does he sounds like just some kind of punk kid who's out here trying to get laid trying to like have a good time and you know what his rapping ability isn't even, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't even say he's like the best rapper on this, but really his personality comes through and pulls this song. And you could tell that him and Kendrick, when Kendrick does come in, aren't afraid to just like get weird on this track. And I mean, they tried to make this song viral with Kendrick's like his white man flow, I guess I could call it. He also <laughs> brings back on a, on family ties, but I think this one and just like, it goes kind of hard once you get past how just like ridiculous it is. But mm-hmm. Milo, did you actually did you like this one, Range Brothers, a little more than most of the album? No, I, this is song one of the songs I like the least. Mm-hmm. Okay, can someone this like so? I said the hooks are bad. Can someone tell me what he was saying? It sounded like he was saying they tried to bite the hand that tried to feed them prunes. Feed them prudes. What? Feed them prudes. Prudes like with yeah. a B. Yeah. That doesn't make it any better. What does that mean? You don't know what a prude is? Well, I know what a prude, why are they feeding people prudes? Did I just get the whole the whole hook wrong? Can you read me the entirety of the hook? They want to bite the hand that try to feed them prudes. You cannot hide behind the shades. I see it right through it. You ain't stand up on their word and use a fool. They're not che, they're not che, they're not boo. Nah. <laughs> so, so that's the hook for y'all. Uh, as far as the rest of it, uh, the the eight oh eights were really distracting, and 
this they're like two beat switches if i'm i'm not mistaken in this song so it starts off on a beat yeah then, have a beat switch, a then they rap and then there's another beat switch so that felt really all over the place and then the last beat isn't even good and that's when we get all that top of the morning top of the morning <laughs> there wasn't that and then um the line alan mentioned about i need a girlfriend he actually sings that line yeah i could probably it was that was not the vibe that wasn't no <laughs> i fuck with that bro <laughs> if you want to listen to that kind of like content listen to i need a girl part two by diddy p diddy whatever puffy whatever Nigga, who the fuck the listens to diddy jesus christ how old are you my d fucking a people with taste mark that's that's Wait, can I, so can i throw in one more one more part that i really loved and it's on the last verse <laughs> when when like kendrick plays like an echo to baby keem almost and then baby keem goes like rolly gang rolly gang rolly gang and kendrick goes like pg lang fool and then <laughs> baby keem goes hundred thousand on her she knows she gang and kendrick's like, gang. Kendrick's like she's hot <laughs> i think that shit is so funny is this a serious album Look, part of the song is not serious. <laughs> just yeah, I don't know. If you're trying to listen to albums, just uh, how old is this man? Twenty. Okay, this is what you could expect from a zoomer then to like make an album like this. This is it. This is the future hip hop, y'all. Coil Ray and Baby Keem. But hold on, I want to go to discuss. I want to discuss the intro. Okay, trademark USA. So. This is prime, like, baby cue to me. This is what he does best, which it starts initially with, like, this, like, like, that kind of, like, singing melody in the background. And he's spitting. I can't help but feel neglected. Change up the schedule, your calendar refreshing. Time pass and we move, when time pass and we move on. Nobody say shit. How I'm supposed to act when my morals ain't respected. How you supposed to act when your feelings are protected. And like he's spitting like real bars. So like you're like, oh shit, like first song, first Susie press play. He's like in his feelings, spitting bars about, you know, going on his life, feeling disrespected, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's next? Warren Turbulence, praying on this plane, success, got a taste of it, never was the same. As soon as that ends, a beat drops, and then it just goes like, Hey, my god, that pussy, hey, my god, my brand new. Like, he just starts getting hyped as fuck. And then he goes like, LLC the clock, and I LLC my bitch, bro. I was hyped as hell in the car listening to this shit. Like, he goes crazy on this fucking song, bro. Um, and same with like verse. T- I, okay, my biggest complaint with this song though is that it's too fucking long. This is a four and a half minute song that should have been one and a half minutes because he changes the beat most like I think once or twice in the song. I think there's actually two beat changes in the song also, and he goes on different flows. And it's not like the rest of the song is bad because I don't think the rest of the song is bad. I actually do think there's other parts of the song that are really good. But like for me to have a good part of the song I like a decent lull and then go back up to a part I like. It's like, bro, this song is just too long. It's not like three separate songs. I remember listening to it, looked back at the, I was like, oh, I'm on a new song. Mm-hmm. I looked back and I still have like a minute and a half left. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, how is this the same fucking song? So, I, other than that, though, I thought this was a hard ass intro. Uh, Milo? No. <laughs> so this is when I first like noticed his voice. Sounds like, like when you rap the, rap the lyrics, it sounded a lot better. Instead of you know, like I can't get accepted, oh, get getting rejected. Oh, that what they expected. Like I don't know if he's trying to be Playboy Cardi because his name is Baby. Playboy Cardi would have been a dope ass feature, to be honest. 
Well, then get the real baby voice. I think he's doing like, I'm baby Keem, so I'm going to use a baby voice. And it just sounded like a wannabe Playboy Cardi. And I, I don't. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, go ahead. And I really wasn't like, yeah, this, the sounds, the the first sound was cool when he was just like rapping. It was kind of, it wasn't a spoken word exactly, but I really appreciated him just kind of rapping over that, that instrumental. But then when we went into like the goth trap soundscape uh, and then those 80, 808s came in, I wasn't, I wasn't about it. Okay. I'm going to be the opposite in that I thought this song got better when the middle, when the second, the first beat switch came in and then the third part when Rosalia came in and like started singing. Mm -hmm. I actually liked that more just because Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I came into this album really not knowing what to expect. And I was like, okay, he's Kendrick's cousin. Like, okay, he can rap. That's pretty cool. He's obviously not as good as Kendrick. But what I liked about this Mm -hmm. album is we move forward from the first, the first beat on the first track is that I feel he goes in a more unique direction where when we talk about how ridiculous he gets on the tracks, like that's not Mm -hmm. something you're just going to get from a Kendrick Lamar album because I feel like Baby Keem could have approached this and just been like, I'm just going to act like Kendrick as much as I can. And then I'm going to like get a lot of feet, like a lot of buzz based off of sounding like Kendrick and like doing this. But I think he takes after the first switch, his own unique direction, which is what I would really, really want from him. So I don't know. My, my criticisms don't like, like everything I've said about what I don't like this album still holds true, but I actually liked it a lot more once, once it kind of like, I guess that's, what's called part two over genius. And it actually has, mm-hmm. has Rosalia come in and say, and like sing that I'm a hot girl, a hot girl. Oh, I'm a yeah. hot girl. I love that part, bro. I'm a hot, but I well, I'm a hot girl. Well, see, that's, that's what I, that's what I liked too, is once it like got kind of different. He takes the first part and he's like, okay, I'm going to show you I can rap before I just start yeah. screaming. The rest of this album. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know. That was probably Kendrick's idea, too. Like George Lucas and Disney. <laughs> I think, and also to be fair, like, we're hearing, you guys are hearing the name Kendrick a lot, but, like, and, and Kendrick is featured twice on this album, which is crazy to get two Kendrick features, but we have to remember, like, Baby Keem was completely separate from Kendrick. He did not come up near Kendrick. He was not groomed by Kendrick he is a completely separate figure and so musically you cannot compare him to Kendrick because they didn't even grow up with the same musically like the only thing to me that's even compared or cerebral is the voice which I think I told you I saw the meme that said baby Keem sounds like one of Kendrick's voices that went off and grew its own body (laughs) which is accurate because you hear his voice and you're like I've heard Kendrick use this voice before but this just sounds like a more extreme version of it (laughs) Like Kendrick's used that high-pitched baby voice, I think, on Tip of Butterfly and shit like that. But Baby Kim just sounds like, take that little voice, make it its own, and go trap yeah, at yeah. it. <laughs> um, and being the whole big uh, Playboy Cardi mention that you said, Milo, I know when I was listening to Donda, and I heard that song, I think it's Praying Something, or Praying God, or Prayer to God, or something like that. Um, praise praise God. God, Praise God, that's what it is. On the song Praise God, at the end, I heard this high-pitched voice, which I thought was Playboy Cardi at first. 
I was like, oh, shit, the baby voice, that's Cardi. And then I listened a little more to the verse, and I heard, I could only tell by the flow. I was like, oh, that's not Cardi's flow. That's Baby Keem. So I had to actually wait to listen to the flow to figure out it was Baby Keem and not Cardi. But honestly, those two would make a fire-ass album together, to be honest. Right? And I mean, for an up-and-coming <laughs> artist, I think it's really common to have, like, your influences really show through. So that's, it's one mm-hmm. thing I think Baby Keem's going to get better at with time, sounding a little less Exactly. Like Playboy Cardi. Exactly. Um, you said you liked Pink Panties, Alan? I did. I did. I did. Uh, and this was like, this is one where, you know, I'm a sucker for getting a little bit of like a soul sample. So, mm-hmm. so I really like, I really dug it in that way. And this is one where he's just like, I think the realization listening to it hit me. Baby Keem isn't always going to take every song and make it be hella serious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we see that when, like, the, the chorus comes in and the chorus is like, I'm not even going to say it. Call me in the morning when you need some dick. Call me in the nighttime when you need some dick. Call me any day when you need the dick. And it's just like, that's... Okay. I don't know. if Milo, I see why you don't fuck with this album. I completely, completely understand, man. Like... It's just ridiculous. But for me, when it's a banger and when it's just like getting kind of dirty and stupid, like I can fuck with it. And this is Pink Panties, I think is a good example, especially when it has a good soul sample. But Milo, why don't mm-hmm. you shoot me down? Pull the panties off. Please don't shoot me down. Okay. Oof. Um, careful with that kind of. <laughs> so this song is just basically for y'all out there. So if I can fucking bitches, if that's to put it in the industry's terms that there it is so if you uh but i mean it's just in the come on i put my soul in these condoms like okay congratulations my guy you're a simp like seriously you put your soul in these condoms i feel okay. like that's the opposite i mean of something, I, but i guess <laughs> you're so anyways okay it's fine <laughs> The hook was catchy. If you, you know, what what's up with the? I don't get who, who's this man trying to be. One second he sounds like Jordan, and then now he sounds like Afro Man. Stop Jordan, dude. Really, no one like we kind of can guess, but like no one who listens to the podcast knows when you just like was that old boy Gerald. Like no one, <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> one second, first days, bro. Come on. One second, he sounds like Playboy Cardi. Next minute, he sounds like Afro Man. The hook was would have been catchy. I'll give this hook. Okay. I'll give this a credit. It would have been a catchy hook, but it just sounded like it, that voice from um, what is it? You know, uh, I got high because I got high. Yes, nigga, you ain't know that shit. Exactly. Nah, I wasn't into the song, to be honest, bro. Like, I thought the hook was mid at best, and the verses were not good. Um, I would I this is a skip for me, Pink Panties. I was not a I thought I would like it, but I was like, nah, bro, this was not it. But side note, so what you mentioned, Marlo, about like the simping and whatnot. One thing I was super, super, super surprised that I did not expect from this album is how I don't know if relationship focus is the right word, but how many lyrics talk about Keem in love with some girl or mm-hmm. Keem like really, he's either really in love with this girl or he wants a girlfriend or like misses his old girlfriend or needs like a girlfriend that's not being dated in the industry. Like there's a lot of talk and it's not like typical rapper talk of like, oh, I got a bitch right here. Blah, blah. But no, he's like actually being sensual. Like, no, I really like I, I I'm obsessed with my girlfriend. Like I, I love 
girls. I want to be, I want her to be near me all the time. I want this, I want that. And so it's like, I did not expect to get that from this album. Like that's just, I did not know he, all I know is hype king that gets hyped and you know, shit like that. So like, I didn't know there was a part of him that was like really more, you know, I guess quote unquote romantic and like really, really had this deep desire for love. And he showcases that on plenty of songs. Like I thought maybe one or two songs, but there's like a solid five or six songs where he has lines or the whole song is talking about him and like a relationship. And that's what, and that's like my least favorite parts of the album. I think he should like, I don't yeah, think he should collab with Playboy Cardi. He needs to collab with Future, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then like fun. baby king can come back just like toxic king it would be toxic incredible <laughs> future like takes him under his toxic ass wing or he could collab with tyler and learn how to rap about those things in a, in a good way in yeah. a compelling way i was thinking about that yesterday too of like tyler and how like how much praise he's getting nowadays it's crazy how much praise he's getting and call me if you get lost and i was like man that's a great rap album but like he'll just as great as rapping as that was like i just don't think he'll ever make anything as compelling as a goblin anything as compelling as a bastard because it's like you listen to that and like you can't take off your earbuds what the fuck is he saying i just want to point out Wolf was not mentioned. This man has been championing Wolf. No, we I only no, I only said Goblin and Bastard because of y'all two niggas, bro. Other <laughs> okay. than that, I would have said Wolf. Well, oh man, Wolf is as compelling as Goblin still, but I still think Wolf is a better album. Same, I think Igor is a better album, but Goblin and Bastard are the most compelling. Wait, Anywho. Mark, I want to say, you know who agrees with you about Wolf as the best of the trilogy? Who? The Melon. Who? The, the Melon thinks yeah. Wolf is the best. Yeah, it really is, bro. I hundred thousand percent say Goblin though, but yeah. <laughs> Um, what's another track, Milo? What's a track that you did like to some degree? The last one, and not because it was the last one, but mm-hmm. to be honest, the last track's not even really hip hop. It sounds like an eighty song, bro. Bro, 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 my notes right now, bro. This is an R and B banger. He needed fucking slapper. Sounds like a song you would hear at a high school dance in an eighties movie. Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. what I put. Literally, what and I put. Yeah, like really m- focused on the melodic delivery mm-hmm. and the melodic hook. So just skip to that one if you're trying to. This is the best it. singing song he has, in my opinion, yeah. on this album. It's by called far. 16, by the way. Did I mention the title? It's called 16. No, you didn't. But, uh, this was a banger, bro. I feel like Alan, though, probably didn't like it because, <laughs> I mean, he, he said at the beginning that his his vocals were not strong enough yeah. I, okay they're not but i thought this one was good they're good we have after hours by the weekend at home guys like <laughs> rude i just like i don't know like i said baby keem is not a good singer like i could hear his auto tune on the chorus just like using it to like adjust his pitch so it's on like it's on like on pitch with the rest of the song yeah. I, like I think this one is better. I think the instrumental has that good '80s vibe, but this—I don't know. This isn't it. I, I yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like this one. I'm really. Oh, dude, I thought this was a slapper, bro. I was like, bro, this sounds like something I just want to be in like a club, like dancing to, bro. I was like, this is the only dance song on this album. I was like hyped over this shit, bro. With your glow sticks, bro. I was in my car last night listening to this. And I was like, hey, let's go, baby. <laughs> your wife, your wife Ferrari. <laughs> we was out here, baby. 
in um, Miami. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wait, okay, wait, wait. Can I can I pick a song that I that I'd be interested to hear about what you guys think? And that's yeah. Coco featuring Don Tolliver. Cause I think this one starts out so sick with like how the production mm. starts starts like kind of insane. But once Baby Keem comes in like I'm balling with my friends, it just it kind of falls off a cliff for me. <laughs> if I'm being honest, where this man has so much production like potential, but this the baby voice got to be too much with this. And it kind of ruins mm. like what I think is a fire like little little like production loop but then we have the same mm-hmm. 808s which like i always make fun of milo you mentioned is like very prevalent on this album the drums sound hella generic but i think if he went and redid this and his voice was just like maybe a little a little different on this i could see coco being a banger but mm-hmm. uh, this is one of the examples where i think when once he comes into his own a little bit more on like an album or two i think this song has potential to like be kind of his lane but he needs to iron this one out a little more mark so i thought this was kind of whack i didn't think don Tolliver added a single thing to this but i thought the hook was actually the best part i'm bumming with my friends staring at the money in the tent like it's 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 not great but it's the best part i didn't think the only the only lands for only fans lines are getting old now like i'm gonna lie i'm gonna lie like they're just too much and too often on every rapper every song is not mentioning only fans like i like it, it was cool for a little bit but now it's just like i might have to buy our only fans like nah bro okay i'm kind of over that um was it? You might give the pussy to my man's. Like I don't know. No, it was see, just... garbage. <laughs> this is Kendrick Lamar's cousin. That's what I'm saying. You can't compare him to Kendrick, bro. Like just because they're cousins does not mean shit, bro. I bet Stephen. Ha- I bet Stephen Hawking's cousin couldn't do math, nigga. Like it just doesn't. Like you can't compare them, bro. Nigga. Like, just because they cousins doesn't mean shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron sunk a ball, but he ain't gonna be LeBron. Like it's just like you can't take goat talent and then be like, oh, this person's related, so they should be as good. No, when you when you have goat level talent, it's a once in a lifetime. It does not pass down through the family lineage for the most part. Almost never. <laughs> this is yeah, basically uh Alan hit the nail around the head. This is basically Coil Ray. If you if you like her. her, and I'm happy. My buddy the me. It's that voice. It, it's yeah. Apparently she bombed it like a this what was that? Rolling loud? Yeah, she tried to do rolling loud and the crowd was not vibing with it at all. Oh. So at any rate, the OnlyFans lines, yes, Mark. Mark wants to get hit the out the line of that's that's in the hook. That's yeah. so you're that what what he was singing earlier, people. That's what you're gonna be hearing throughout the song. So it basically is just a song about hoes with a crappy hook delivered in a cartoon character's voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Skip. So could I go to an R&B track that I think works the best and might be my favorite on the whole album, which maybe sure. says that maybe he has more future in R&B than I'm thinking, but the song is Issues. And mm. I think Issues is really sweet. The, the instrumental sounds like this band of, uh, the Postal Service, if you guys are early 2000s indie rock fans, they had a song called Such Great Heights. 
this really reminds mm-hmm. me of of that band and the production is so good that and i guess the way i describe it is it doesn't take a lot of range for baby keem he doesn't have to go too high and he doesn't have to go too low with this so when he sings i think it really works here and it, he gets really reflective thinking about like losing his grandma and stuff i think this is a one that really works and it's not even one of the like rap bangers so i really wanted to point out issues as a track that's like hey here's the thing that i said baby keem didn't do well i didn't even like 16 but he actually hits that out of the park on issues uh milo what do you think about this one I think Barack Obama would like his singing voice because they both like droning. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to cut yeah. him some slack about the singing because I like he doesn't have the best voice. You really went there. Did you did you just really go here on this hip hop podcast? Nigga, if my house gets shot up, I'm blaming <laughs> you. If FBI comes to my house, I'm gonna be like, yo, that nigga live over there. He did not live over here, bro. I was not the one that said that. FBI know that. You try to hide where you oh. live, dude. You know who could find where you live? Fucking Obama. <laughs> with the fuck you gonna see a drone out your window in five yeah. minutes bro swear to god just hovering with a red dot on you like yeah nigga test us again yeah. test us over time nigga. baby came in barack roll up dude oh god dude that'd be a dope ass album cover baby keep barack rolled up in a black SUV with secret service that'd be hard as fuck dog <laughs> So that's an indication of what you're going to get from the singing. It's a very, it's a melody focused song. Like it's really like the rapping's delivered a melodic style. The hook is, the hook is uh, sung. The beat is a lot. So Alan was right. This is, I would say one of the better. So uh, apart from 16, this is another R&B song that showcases one of the better beats on the album. It's way more reflective. It has like these subtle chimes and, and keys in the background. So I said at the beginning, like you, there are keys featured on this where it doesn't feel like they played with the sound at all to make it sound genuine. It did mm-hmm. sound genuine in this instance. So this would be an exception to what I mentioned. And I really liked the line, how could I resent you? And grandma and I missed you. Don't let the wolves come get you. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I thought this song was pretty good. Uh, when I so I think this is the first R and B track on the album too. I think I think the rest before this are rap. Let me make sure. But yeah, I think you're right because there was a noticeable difference in sound because of, yeah, when it came we yeah, had yeah. Range Brothers right before it, and then there was this. Oh yeah, trademark Pink Panties Escape Ghost Range Brothers in this. So yeah, this is the first one where it's not a rap one. This one is just like kind of pure R and B. And I was like, eh, at first, but I, the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, no, this is actually a good song. Like, I think it's a good little R&B song. It's not great. It's not amazing. It's not whatever. But like, I do think this is a good little R&B song. It's, it's the best pure R&B he has on this. Like I said, I think the song 16, which is also the 16th track, it's better. But I would say that's more of like a pop than a R&B. But yeah, uh, I do think this is a good little R&B song. I still say Baby King, like, his strength is bangers like for sure no no not even close which um uh god i don't know which i want to go to bro okay so let's talk about this real quick well no fuck it let's talk about this so scapegoats the third track this is the only track on this whole album where what i like most about Kemis his well no family ties i do too this is family ties where it's like his rapping is spectacular for me 
family ties the feed flows for like two and a half minutes on this song this is a short ass song it just sounds like a little interlude almost um but he just plays this really really beautiful melodic beat super beautiful piano led one of those high-pitched vocals singing in the background you know and then he just goes like you know i'm borderline more than rich how the team to orphanage navigated two bitches texting in the coordinates two phones lit. like he just starts rapping and my favorite line on this is where he says one day i'll tell you how my life was unfortunate for now I'll tell you how fast these portions get and i don't every time he says that line i always get chills i, I don't know something about the in the background and the way he says the line it's just like yeah bro i i I really have some deep shit that went on in my life and some deep shit to talk about i know i only do bangers but i really do have some deep shit and one day i'm gonna tell you about all that shit but for now i'm gonna just tell you how fast these porsches get and i was like bro i don't know i love the line i love i wish there was so much more of this but my fear is that he doesn't have a lot of this talent my fear is that once again, he's great at making bangers, can make quick hype songs with like some like bullshit lyrics because it's just fun to play at a club with your friends in the car. But he does at least have a symbol of this talent. I just don't think there's much of it because one, this is the shortest song on the whole album by far. So mm-hmm. it's super short. And then we never see it again. And so I just don't know how much of that he can do, but I really like this. Alex? I think this is another strong song from him. And you mentioned how short short the track is i think that really mm-hmm. plays in his strengths that he can just take this soul sample this like i don't know who it is singing but it sounds really beautiful and just loop it a couple times make the song about a minute mm-hmm. and a half and if he just straight raps just like this through the whole time that's a formula for success for baby keem in my opinion and this one isn't like mm-hmm. it's not as like it doesn't have heavy bass like a typical banger but this is him straight just just rapping and even being a little more reflective and being introspective kind of rap. I think I can Mm -hmm. fuck with baby Kim doing this. It's when he gets to do like these weird singing passages that I think he starts to kind of go off the rails and he doesn't do that here. Mm -hmm. I think this is him just kind of like in his element, man, just short song. Mm -hmm. The production is cool. It's not like too crazy, but it's good. And it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, for me, this is, a good one like i could criticize it and say it should be longer but i don't know i think it's kind of perfect the way that it doesn't overstay its welcome at all milo mm-hmm. no it shouldn't have been longer <laughs> this is good this is perfect because i know i'm not confident enough in this man's ability as an mc to have maintained this level of quality for longer than a minute and 15 seconds mm-hmm. so it's great he quit while he was ahead don't give us a whole album of this you can't do it but this was a very beautiful song this was a very beautiful song uh and the only thing i would have cut out from the song was that french woman at the end who was like who was talking at uh, oh yeah uh, I, was, I thought that was kind of eh. it was little, only like a little minute, extra sorry three seconds i'm glad you like his rapping that, though so, yeah his rapping was good on this and yeah. he used a normal tone of voice and the yeah, episode, wasn't actually, that yeah and the music so the soul sample that uh, Mark and Alan are mentioning. That's it. Like there are no drums. It's just mm-hmm. that. That's all. Yeah. No. I thought. I thought this is prime. Like. Yeah. This. This is. This was really good. This. This is what I hope he could do more in the future. We'll see. But I thought this was really good. Um, okay. Can I do one more? And I just want to do my yeah. least favorite song on the album, and that's <laughs> South Africa. 
What? <laughs> South Africa was a thing. Catch a flight out the South blue Africa. South Africa. Why does it Just listen to Toto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't listen to this. Hit my plug for the juice, man. There's, there's so little variation going on in this song. It's just like, I don't know. It sounds like I'm fucking droning on and on and on, man. I. This is like this is one that classifies as like a banger type, but it doesn't it doesn't work for me at all. Just like catch up flight out the blue South Africa. I I I'm just missing something, Mark. Can you explain what what it is that I'm just not seeing? Bro, it's just a voice, bro. It's his voice. It's almost trolly, but it's so trolly. It's low key good, bro. It's just I don't know. I like it a lot. I could easily like anyone who doesn't like it. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you're wrong. Like, nah, nah. I get into you, but like personally, it hits for me. Personally, I think it works. It's weird. It's not something I go to. Like, I'll never go to this song. But when it comes on, I will say myself. Catch a fight out the blue South Africa. Like, it's just fun to sing along to, bro. It's so fucking fun to sing along to. And like the verses, uh, block from a distance. Everybody wants some attention. Money make a bitch go missing. Which is also kind of a wild line. Money make a bitch go missing. Nigga. <laughs> That's a Drake line, right? What'd you, yeah. right? I was like, nigga, what'd you do, bro? Like, shit. Like, it's crazy. This song's um, better than Lost Souls. You're right. Yeah, I do that. The, the, yeah, like I said, like I, it's not a song I'm gonna go to, but I do think the hook low key works, like low key. Um, Milo, why also, don't you eviscerate the song? Wait, real, real quick. Also, uh, uh, I'm so hot a bar on his album, um, uh, Do Without Wealth, where he says. Uh, I'm low key like a what's he said? He's like I'm low key like a locksmith on both knees. And I'm like, bro, I need that good old absolute lyricism back, bro. <laughs> Anywho, go ahead, Milo. <laughs> Y'all, I have nothing to add. I mean, the fact that Mark remembered the melody, of the hook, and sang it—that that should be enough of a showcase for people to decide whether they want to listen to this crap or skip it. That was the most repulsive part of the song. <laughs> Would you say this is your least favorite track? Let me just look at the track list again real fast. I don't know. I have a lot written for yeah, what's <laughs> the least Lost Souls. Yeah, we oh, might yeah, be all perfect. in agreement that it might be Lost Souls. Yeah. Um, what'd y'all think? Okay, so let's talk about the lead single family ties that featured kendrick right so we've all at least given it two listens now like probably multiple but at least two listens now um a few times for me when i saw the music video at first it's like okay kendrick's on this bitch so immediately once you hear kendrick's on something it's held to the highest standard of rap that there is right and so when i first heard it and i heard the beat and i heard keem rapping on it like keem doesn't go straight in like how, how what did he say? Like, as soon as the song starts, King goes like, jump in that, jump in that bed, jump in that, jump in that fight. Like he, like, he does this weird broken up flow, which he also doesn't praise God, but he does it even more broken up, which my people didn't like it on Praise God. But he does this kind of where he doesn't start rapping. He kind of just starts with some, like, hype ad-libs, and then he starts rapping. And the motherfucker, I mean, if you look on doing this, this motherfucker raps for a minute, bro. Um, 
but I thought it worked, bro. Like he was spitting on this shit. And like when I first heard, it, I was like, okay, like he's spitting, it's cool. But then, like the more I listen to this song, Baby Keem is by far my favorite part. Kendrick versus Fire, but Baby Keem, the beat they give Baby Keem is a better beat, and the way he flows on it is fire. Like I think Kendrick would have killed that beat, but they gave Kendrick a different beat. So, uh, but yeah, I thought the beats flames and i thought baby keem just flows on it for so long and then the part where he's like i'm od in paris i'm od in france i told you before i need the advance and like he just said and then the beat switches and he keeps rapping as the beat switches it's like this is like this is this is i mean i think this could in my opinion this could easily be the best song on the album um like easily considering that we also get a pretty fire fucking kindergarten but uh yeah just curious uh milo i know you didn't like this at first is that still your feeling a hundred percent the only reason yeah i just don't understand what that line was about so the only reason people like the song is because they like the horn the horn sample and because they worship at the altar of kendrick lamar and he hasn't spoken in a long time <laughs> Put this back. Moses has returned from Mount Sinai, motherfucker. That's, Let's go. That's song, yeah. dude. <laughs> so this song, yeah, that's the only thing. Part of the song I like was the horn horn sample. That was it. Baby King's rapping was terrible. And then what was he talking about? I'm to burn the hard drive at the end, and then I I, I shoot or something that like that. Was school so Gemini. hard, like, dude. Yeah. What does that mean? Like I looked it up. Like what? old school. I was like maybe old school Gemini. Is some some well, artists no, that I you don't said know about. it. We, no, we were talking about it, right? Remember, you said Gemini's don't change up, and then in this oh, song, Tauruses. I thought you said Gemini's. Tauruses. I think. My, I'm sorry, nigga. My bad. Jeez. But it, but this is the thing. <laughs> neither of them is Baby King. Neither, I, don't, I don't. I just didn't get the line. But as Alan would say, I know Alan's about to say it. I'm just going to say it for him. I'm probably thinking about it too much. Just move past that whack line. Let's talk about the, the, the lyrical technique. It sounded it sounded more like Baby King was joke, joking too when he was rapping over this. And then Kendrick Lamar was kind of taking it seriously, but then he came in with that, hello there, brother, or going to the Trump rally, brother. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, I wasn't, and like you said, they gave Kendrick a different beat. So you have that, like that horn sample beat, but then Kendrick comes in over a different beat. And much like that other song, fam, uh, not Family Ties, Range Brothers, Range Brothers, where they were, I, it just felt all over the place and a little too quirky and wacky for me. Sure, Alan, this shit is the best song on the album, in my opinion. And I hate, <laughs> it's just a slapper, I, hate bro. I hate picking the, I hate saying that about the lead single, but it was like, it like is. you said, one of the highlights for me is when Baby Keem says like. My uncle G told me that I had a chance. Then I popped off and did it again. And did, did it, it again. again. And did I not respect him. Where did he begin? Like when that beat switch comes in, it's fucking it's hard. hard. And I don't know. I feel like when the Kendrick verse comes in, they have this like. The only way I could describe it is like dark and sinister. That like here's this dude that we haven't heard from in four years since his album dropped, and he's just like smoking on your top five tonight, like. Oh my god, you know, just like fucking Kendrick is back and he's fucking coming at everyone. And then like it would be one thing to just get a fire Kendrick verse, but I love the white man flow that he goes into. The first time I heard it, I was laughing my ass off when he says <laughs> he's like, Amazing, brother. Pop off only on occasion, brother. 
He's like, brother, just thinking, no, I made it, brother. I don't even love that shit. It's so funny, dude. I didn't like it at first. I didn't like it at first, but it did grow on me. Yeah, it grew on me. Letters from the GOP. I, I don't know. Like, I would love to hear a Republican Kendrick album. That shit would be hard as fuck, bro. It, you know what? I, the, now that I think about it, it reminds me of the voice that that dude used in Black Klansman. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. But you know, Kendrick's coming in. He's hyping up that he's going to be making new music in 2021, hopefully. But Baby Keem has this like up and coming production that just makes him feel like bum 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 bum. That, that's fire, you know, Baby Keem is up and coming. But then when he gets Kendrick, who we get this good contrast of like, here's someone who we already know is fucking good, but he's been like, he's been keeping it low key and he has something to say. He's been pissed about people wanting to come out, calling him out for not like being more involved with Black Lives Matter. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's stuck in. Oh, that was so good. Duck into overnight activist. Yeah. Bro, that was so I good. I, I feel like both people brought like, super fire verses to this and like kendrick's kendrick has never been someone who i describe as funny but can both songs Mm -hmm. on this album that have kendrick funny as hell with the white man yeah it's got a funny bro i don't know this this song's really really good i love family ties yeah i think um yeah, I just I think this is overall great. I really love the duck in the overnight activist one because I don't know if he's taking a shot directly at no name or if it's just in general of like people are criticizing me for this, this, and this. And it's just like, bro, like if there's anyone, I mean everyone can be criticized by far, of course, but like if there's anyone that like has done work for black lives or black lives matter, it's fucking Kendrick Lamar. I mean, just musically, musically, not personally but in terms of musically it's kendrick lamar like speaking now like his song was the fucking anthem for black lives matter i'll never forget i'll never forget in my life where i was on instagram watching a video of like hundreds of marchers black lives matters marchers in a line with their arms linked and they were being pepper sprayed by a shit ton of cops and as you're being pepper sprayed you're singing we gonna be all right we gonna be all right and i remember seeing that like kendrick hit a new level Kendrick, like, literally, he just became goaded with this. Like, his song is literally the theme for a Black Lives Matter march. Like, that's great. As people are being pepper sprayed, they are singing your music as, like, a protest. That is crazy. Like, I couldn't fathom that. And so, when he talks, like, all, like, usually when people talk about, I'm a prophet, I'm this, I'm that, it's like, eh, eh, whatever. Kendrick really the only nigga that got a right, maybe J. Cole, but Kendrick really the only nigga that got a right to talk on some whole, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a trended topic. I'm a, I'm not a trended topic. I'm a prophet. I answered to Metatron and Gabrielle. Like that's, that's yeah. All right, Kendrick, that's fair. I wouldn't <laughs> like, have, I wouldn't even have understood that. Like we have a dude with a master's degree who I need to explain this shit to me. Oh yeah. Let me, let me, let me talk. So like when, when I, yeah, when I heard that line that when I first heard the song, that was the line that stuck up by far the most. Because Metatron isn't even mentioned in the Bible, but it's a Jewish angel that's like sub from God that like how Gabriel's supposed to be like God's kind of force on earth. Metatron was like the highest angel in the hierarchy of angels in like second temple Jewish literature. So it's not even in the Bible. It's like extra mechanical like literature that you could only find the name Metatron. And so it was just like, and I learned about this in grad school in my biblical studies class. And so the fact that Kendrick, like Everyone knows Archangel Gabriel. So, like, if you would have said that, that would have been whatever. But the fact that he said, I only answered to Metatron and Gabriel, like, the only two, like, high angels in, like, 
Jewish <laughs> angelology. Like this nigga been studying, bro. And it could tell because off damn, he was talking about hella biblical shit, of course, from a black Israelite perspective. But like this nigga obviously what? has been spending his time like researching like Bible shit for what sure. Did you say? Yeah, we talked about did that. Did you say the anti-Semitic right now? What did you just say? No, yeah, no, no it's that's not what I'm saying. That's what he was. The opposite of anti-Semitic. No, no, no. Kendrick was saying that. That's what I'm saying. Kendrick was saying uh, he was talking about shit from a black Israelite perspective. Black Israelite. Yeah, what do you think I said? I thought you said whack Israelite. <laughs> I was like, we're just going <laughs> to... No, 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 I mean, I'm with free Palestine and all that, but nah, I did not say that. Cool. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was like kind of crazy that like that's a Bible deep cut. Most people will not get that line. And so yeah, it's just overall this song is fire. Any part of the song is fire. Um yeah. All right. Um gorgeous i heard this song gorgeous i was like is this kanye tell me that did not sound like a kanye intro or am i tripping it sounds like 808s and heartbreaks also kanye has a song exactly. called gorgeous <laughs> it sounds like my my bitch go go gorgeous and the, the vocal effect the style i'm like this literally sounds like a kanye song like literally it sounds like which I didn't mean that bad. I think it sounds no. dope, but I just was like, yo, this later, like I, the first 10 seconds of the song or not the, suggestion, the hook, the hook sounds like Kanye on 808 and heartbreaks 100%. Well, because the last line of the chorus is I can't fall in love because I'm heartless, which is like, yeah, this is how the Kanye influence. Yeah. yeah. That explains why I didn't like it. Cool. You don't like the song? <laughs> no, that's the perfect characterization of it. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I didn't I didn't fuck with this one either. I saw the Kanye, really? books, but like, you know, there's only fucking one Mr. West. You know what I mean? There's <laughs> a thousand years. Only one. Of me. <laughs> oh god, um, that's fair. Uh, which so durag activity? Did we talk? We didn't. We mentioned it. I don't think we talked about it. We did not talk about uh, durag activity. This single dropped forever ago. This was, I think, the drop last. Oh, it dropped April. Okay, I thought it was longer. No, nah, this April was a long while time ago, ago man. Dude. I don't know. I thought this dropped last year, though. I don't know why. I thought this was forever ago, but yeah, this dropped, and I did not like it at first. I was was not a fan, but now listening to it on the album, um, I like it just because it's better than most. Of, or like a good amount of the songs, but. I still don't think it's amazing. I just, I like it now, though. Like, I won't skip it. I'll listen to it. I also don't go to click it, really. I, I feel mostly the same way. And it's, like, mm-hmm. if we have one artist who I criticize because he doesn't have great range in Baby Team, like, and you put Travis Scott on the song, then you're bringing the other major, major artist who can't sing very well, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I think the production's pretty good on this. And this one, like, is a banger because I'll I'll be just like walking around, I'll be like mm, mm, do rag activity, do rag activity. So like <laughs> I I can like, I can fuck with the chorus a little bit. I think it's a banger, but it's like the song's not super amazing or anything. It's not Travis's best mm-hmm. song ever. I don't think it's too experimental, but this is a good direction for Baby Team. I'll at least say, Milo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh actually I 
I thought y'all would like this song more to be actually a contender for the playlist, but I'm not going to even mention it now. But I, I thought the hook was thought the hook was catchy. The Duke rag activity. I thought the beat was nice. Yeah. Like the whole vibe of the song is basically a good a good song. If it's like late at night, you're on demon time, or headed to whatever like the night scene. But it's it's not something that I would play like if I were speeding down pick a highway in LA with the top down. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or spinning the block. Spinning the block on these niggas, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, are there any other ones? So like uh, First Order of Business, I thought was pretty, I don't know, if, I don't want to necessarily say pretty good because um, it was just a little too repetitive saying the whole First Order of Business thing like over and over, but I did like it. I don't know. I did find it an attractive song and I don't know. I liked his like flow on it. I think no. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, go ahead, Alan. It's fine. That's all, right. That's all I have to say about it. You took the word "nah" right out of my mouth, man. I think this song is oh, this God. song is just like really basic. I feel like it's pretty basic. If yeah. I was like, it has a decent song structure, but it's just you know, like verse, chorus verse chorus end of song it's and none of them are too experimental or anything just like pretty repetitive milo no that's all i had to okay. say <laughs> uh first order of business what else we mean vent song before the last one i thought this was fire bro i thought baby keem was rapping on this bitch um and um yeah, there's a part where the beat cuts out and it gets kind of dry for a second, but the beat comes back in, and yeah, it's just and Kendrick Lamar starts. Have you ever been punching your motherfucking face? What you say? Oh, you have it. Our way, bitch. And it Kim like drops in a bitch. Like whenever, uh, dude, just whenever Kim drops in on a beat, he could do that with the best of them. Like that's his skill set, dropping in on a beat just with some fucking hype, bro. And this song was that, so I liked it. Yeah, fucking fuck, fucking banger, dude. This one, this one is, good. <laughs> this is a banger, bro. This like you said, have bro. you ever been punched in the fucking face? That shit's good. Like the there's this part that I thought was hella funny when Kim is like, "If my sex tape leak, your bitch there on TV, boy." Yes! Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I thought that was a part. If my sex tape leak, your bitch about to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild part. Nothing too crazy going on in this song, but it's a it's a good banger, I'll say, Milo. We already know this nigga didn't like it. <laughs> I wasn't feeling that. Have you ever been punched in your? I wasn't. And everybody, everybody's. I feel like everybody's heard this song because it's popular on like, it's like uh, get, getting on the internet because of oh, that really? part. I didn't know that. So, no. You ever been punched in your motherfucking face? I do have a lot to say about Lost Souls, though, which is the. Did we not talk about that? I thought we did. We didn't mention that. No, we, we didn't talk about it. it. We oh, all mentioned that we fuck. hated it. Oh, okay. Talk about it. Speak on it. We didn't mention that they completely ruined the beat when they bring back in those generic drums. And then they have a snare that sounds like the now the TV static. Like back in the day when TVs had that, when you could like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they were the huge. channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't have the cable plugged in. You got that sound. 
Yeah. So one of the like they sampled that and said, "Yo, make that a snare." The like there was like this little like chipmunk sample at the very, 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 very end that had potential, but they didn't use it. And that could have been a song on its own. Overall, he does like this melodic delivery over this really som- uh, somber music. That wasn't bad. That actually felt like a lot of like, let me pick somebody a different to name. I, I don't know. Uh, it just sounded really good. And I don't know, but the, the, you have the hook, like I know you kiss and tell it maybe a bit more polishing. This could have been a better song, but as it, as it is nah. So you guys remember the last track off of, um, off of that G easy album. We're like, what the fuck is this shitty Eminem song? You guys remember that? I don't remember that, but I mean, I know y'all didn't like that fucking album. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like, if that's like dollar store Eminem, this is dollar store Drake, man. Like, uh, great, you mentioned it because yeah. I did not great. So Alan did it for me. I yeah. don't have this. I mean, it, yes, it sounded like it was giving Marvin. I mean, yeah, exactly. And if we both had that thought, then obviously there is something to it. But when it, the way that he just kind of like moans his way through the verse, and it's like, he doesn't have the same like vocal chops that Drake does. The way that I said that that last track 16 felt like the weekend we have at home. Like that one was a lot closer and a lot better of a track than this. This is, this is like a Drake song formula, but given like even less effort than Drake did on certified lover boy and on dark lane demo tapes was just like the, the singing is just not on key through the whole thing. And when that's the main point of the song and you're singing slow, it's just not going to work out for Lost Souls. Mark? Yeah, I thought this was swag. I thought, I mean, he tried. And I was like, I mean, I like the lyrics. Oh, I don't know. I don't like the lyrics of the first verse. It's kind of weak. But um, you see that bitch right there? She fucked OVO. You see that bitch right there? She fucked Romeo. You trying to find a bitch that no one knows. Like, Oh, he mentioned OVO. I, I even forgot about that. Yeah. 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 And like, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like, may, I mean, I, I'm not a rap. I'm not a rapper. I'm not in the rap game. I don't know what life is like. But like, I would imagine it's probably not hard to find girls out the industry. Maybe general friends. Maybe like collaborators. But like, to find girls out the industry, I feel like we're pretty easy like it i don't know maybe i'm completely tripping but like <laughs> it's just what you say my life <laughs> that's what i'm saying he yeah. needs to like talk to future like he needs a little <laughs> more future like mentality it just didn't make it just didn't make any sense to me like the lyrics of like i need a girl who hasn't fucked you know these rappers i'm like there's a lot of girls who haven't really fucked one bro yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I can't imagine that being hard, bro. Like, 20, 25%. No, maybe the girls throwing themselves at him have uh, fucked other rappers. So in that case, okay, maybe. But like, if you're going and looking out for one yourself, I could, I, I can imagine you could easily find a girl who doesn't fuck the rapper. But maybe the type of girl who would fuck a rapper also fucks rappers. I like, I don't know. Again, I'm not in that world. So I mean, he's also. I mean, where is he supposed to weird. go, Mark? Because you got Drake over here <laughs> running through college freshman college dorms. Maybe it is hard making, <laughs> making a high school parking lot look like Magic City strip club. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> pass that lyric. And what's funny is if Baby <laughs> Keem said that, it wouldn't even be like that weird because he's 20. 
Yeah, exactly. Baby Chief is saying, Baby Chief be like, oh yeah, my ex goes yeah. there. Like, Baby Chief can say that, bro. Like, Drake is like, nigga, you, you, what do you, what do you say? I left my 30s and I still want to party. Like, nigga, you was too old yeah. to be in a high school parking lot and making that look like a strip club, dog. Like, that's crazy. That's a crazy bar he got away with. Making <laughs> a high school parking it. lot He's look like a strip club. This. He's going to get yeah, away with it. Of course, they can't get away with this. He's going to get away with it, bro. He got away with kissing a 17-year-old on stage and saying, damn, your body is fine. Like, he's going to, like, Drake. How long did we let R. Kelly go? And R. Kelly, like, literally made a sex cult. I don't know how to hog tie. Why would I hog tie? (laughs) Hog tie. It's horrible, but that is the funniest shit I've seen ever, bro. I don't know the hog tie people. Why would a hog tie? <laughs> like, it's just well, you just—it's horrible. You use the the boondocks voice of like, oh, you could do this the hard way, or we could do this the easy way. Oh, you're choosing the hard. <laughs> the hard. See, I know your name with Chris Hansen. I have to call you Chris Hansen. <laughs> 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 I'm a warrior. I forgot who Anywho. I was even being with that voice. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, this song is just overall bad, bro. Um, Scars? But I don't even remember anything about that song. What I write for Scars? I put not the biggest fan. Hook's okay, but not great. Okay, so I probably just didn't like it that much, I'm assuming. Because I don't even remember the song, to be honest. The hook was cool. I asked God, God, why you make this life? You get, oh, sorry. God, why this life you gave so hard? Oh, yeah. And uh, I thought that... I like, like, the like This is when the drums were actually different. The drums were different. on It It was like a military drumline type. So like they got Nick Cannon to reprise his role from drumline. <laughs> Do I need to watch that us. shit again? It's been a cool minute. And this is another melodically focused song. So you have like this sing, sing-songy style type of rapping over these military drums, which are novel for the soundscape on this album. And on top of that, I, I don't know. I do like, I like reflecting on the problem of suffering and stuff. Like I like to win. Never mind. I can't say that rapper's name either. But at any rate. I really, I agree with what you said about the drums. I feel like the drums here and that, like drumline is a good way to put it in that it really anchors the whole song together and that I don't feel like if the drums weren't so prominent in the mix here that this would have just been another one that you kind of just sleep your way through but I think turning the mm-hmm. drums up a little bit giving it not the same 808s really went a long way for this track because ultimately I think this thing is just as basic as fucking um, as like scapegoats but I like that this one has much more of a that like drums that you come back to, but I don't love this track or anything, but it's, yeah, it's really mid tier as far as this album is concerned, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned almost all the tracks. Oh, boo, man. Don't think of that Name says it all. <laughs> bro i put this shit slap bro i thought that shit i thought that shit was hard i don't like the first lyric i beat the back out the bitch i don't know i think i know what he's trying to say it just sounds wild though so like if we could yeah. change that line that'd be great but um this is not time to confess i sleep with two phones on my chest this nigga mentions two phones a lot that's bro. one of his handles like, is two phones 
Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. I Okay, that makes more sense now. I was like, bro, this nigga mentioned the two phones a lot. But I like the chorus, I'm sexy and I'm blessed. I don't know. Like, I thought... I like I don't know, I like the whole thing. I thought I thought this was a banger, bro. So you like that hook, but you didn't like I'm too sexy for this car. <laughs> no, this song is better than that. I said it like that too. <laughs> oh yeah, like no, that. you did like that crap. That's I'm that. the hater of that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh too sexy for like uh dude, future sounded good. I thought the verse and I thought Drake's part were bad, but future's hook on that was fire. Fuck y'all if y'all don't agree, bro. The fourth Miko. <laughs> Future, Future's the realest rapper the, out here who does what he raps about. He really does, bro. Pike stayed at his side. I'm like, tell your mama she a... The kid's like 12. That's the most toxic thing I can fathom. Your mama's a Like You can't say that to a 12-year-old. That's crazy. That is absolutely fucking insane, bro. Like, crazy. This nigga really toxic, bro. Like, real talk. If you're your um, son and you're like that rich, I feel like you just got to put up with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to have to put up with some trauma, but you can also pay for the therapy, so it's fine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, my dad called my mama a bitch as he's wiping his tears with fucking $100 <laughs> <Yeah>. bills. <laughs> <laughs> the the therapist, therapist is listening to, like, a future fan and shit. Like, maybe you should just stop crying about it, because I charge 200 an hour. Um... What else we got? I really here? think uh, that, I, I think that was it. I think we literally talked about every track, right? I think we had yeah, literally that was the last one we hadn't talked about. We've talked about every track now. So finally. All right. <laughs> spicy meter, Milo. Not spicy. Okay, Alan. Alan. <laughs> I try to avoid kind of spices because I feel like they're kind of a like an easy way out. But this is a legit kind of spicy for me because there are tracks mm-hmm. that I really, really like. Like we mentioned Family Ties. Like I really, I think Dear Rag Activity is good. And like Pink Panties I like. But, you know, there's just, there's so much on this that it's just like, I feel is filler like lost souls like i don't think south africa is good i don't think gorgeous is that great so this is a kind of spicy i think as far as a first like major album release i see the potential in baby keem a lot but Mm -hmm. i also know baby keem you're you're not a good singer and i hope that you don't go in that direction moving forward you're good at making trap bangers so do that i'm gonna give this one a kind of spicy mark yeah, um, I'm also going to give it a kind of spicy. I was debating kind of spicy or actually spicy because there's a lot of good tracks, but I think there's very few tracks where I like the whole track, though. And I really think his specialty is bangers and hooks. Like, his verses are hit and miss. His R&B songs are mainly miss. Um, but he's consistent with his hooks. There's very few bad hooks on this album, in my opinion. He's very, very good at hooks. He's very, very good at bangers. And so I will give it a strong kind of spicy, in my opinion. Um, two songs. Uh, I don't want to do Family Ties just because everyone's heard it. So I'm going to do 16 
And mines are actually probably 16 in Trademark USA. The first and the last. Uh, Omega and the Alpha and the Omega, bro. Thou art a fool. 16 in issues. But I'll go 16 in issues. Trademark and 16. Fire. Um, but I voted 16 in issues. So oh, yeah. You Trevor voted 16 in issues. issues. Okay. So 16. Use the executive order. I was trying to fucking pull a fast <laughs> one off. this bitch. Fuck that. That's the executive <laughs> order. We doing what I say, dog. Vetoed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. 16 in issues are going to playlist. Um, I already forgot what the fuck we're doing next week. Next week, we're doing the tarot. Oh. Oh, yes. I'll go. So there's a fucking huge rapper out. His name is Mark. Lil Nas. Lil Nas X. X. You know him. He made fucking Old Town Road. He made. There's no way you don't know him. <laughs> I don't care who you are. He's, <laughs> he's a huge viral sensation right now. He's gay as hell, and he released a new album that's getting a lot of rave reviews called Montero. That's what we're gonna be checking out next week. So we're looking forward to it. Later, guys. Peace. Ciao.